Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Episode 63 of the Scott Gibson Show. I am Scott Gibson. Who else would I fucking be? Huh? New episode. It's the first episode of the new year. It is 2021. We are living in a sci-fi universe where the world has been uh, turned upside down, inside out, rinsed out like a used condom, reused over and over again, and we find ourselves cowering in the corner like Michael Jackson uh, and that drawing that he did um, that they found because his father used to... But anyway, listen, odd start, but hello. Welcome. Uh, I hope you're safe and well, as always. Um, unsure, you know, unsure what we're going to talk about today. And then we, we had the wonderful news last night. I also enjoy the way now that Nicola Sturgeon and uh, Bojangles in the South... Uh, have agreed that they are just going to treat us like uh, like the our divorced parents. I'm enjoying this. I'm enjoying this. They're clearly they're clearly having meetings behind their backs. You know they're having discussions about what we should give the kids, uh, what freedoms the children will have because they're getting a bit older. The children are starting to ask some questions. Um, so they they're agreeing between themselves what will be discussed. Uh, and then they obviously part ways back to their own homes, 
um, whether that be Edinburgh or Westminster. And then uh, Stilton just goes rogue, like the uh, the crazed um, fucking divorcee that she now seems to be. Uh, and and well, now instead of getting one hit of bad news, we're getting double whammy. A <laughs> double whammy of bad news. If you're in Scotland, you know? We sit and we're listening to Sturgeon saying, you fucking snubbed your shower about fucking dicks. Eh? Snubbed. I tell you he's not to go to the granny's house for Christmas. I tell you he's not to stay over and he's fucking done it. He's a snubbed. Then he's all went out hug my knee. Some of you went cold water swimming because you're all hipster douchebags. Now you're snubbed. And the Waynes are in the house and you're all going to go mental and then three years later... We get Bojangles, who, can I say at this point, the boy's not looking well. He's not looking well. You know? He, he must be the, the I mean, he's not a very well put together man, uh, Boris Johnson. He does feel like when he was created at, at the Tory conference party, I imagine in the 60s, they just found like a like a, a bucket of leftover bits and bobs and threw the man together. But my God, he's, look, he's looking gaunt. Is, is the word gaunt and just fucked, you know? Boris is actually starting to look how we feel. I don't know if Bojangles is actually like that. We the we plant an ET. Then when ET starts going, Elliot, I'm fucking rattling. The plant starts to go. Maybe that's Bojangles. Maybe as the mood of the nation uh, deteriorates and our angers increase, Bojangles starts to fade away to like some kind of skeleton creature. Who knows? Wouldn't that be fun? Eh? Wouldn't that be fun? If somehow the Prime Minister was connected to the, the fears and anger of the nation. If we were to riot in the streets, set fire to cars, that the Prime Minister himself would fade away and crumble to dust. Oh, what a world to live in. But yes, now, apparently, uh, we're in lockdown three. I thought it was lockdown two. Uh, I, I must have missed two. Or maybe it just felt like we we've just constantly been in lockdown. Um, so it, it's it's starting to feel as if this was the plan all along. But governments are too much of a, a shite bag to actually be honest with people and just let them know what's happening. Uh, can it feels to me that it's quite convenient that the this new strain of uh, the, the virus appears to be 70% um, more transmittable than the the original strain, which, to me, listen, listen, I'm not a man of science, you know? I'm a man of cider. Sometimes the two shall meet. I mean, if you give junkies enough heroin and enough booze, eventually they will, you know, write Shakespeare, as the saying goes. I just, everything just everything just it smells a bit funny to me. Everything just smells a bit fishy, you know what I mean? Second strands. Viruses mutating. But, 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 look, listen, let's bring it all down to a personal level, right, that I can relate on. If this is originally attacking the vulnerable in the weak, I put it to you, listener, who is more vulnerable, who is more weak than a man with poor health? Poor mental and physical health, you know, morbidly obese by his GP, morbidly. Oh, the size of the man 
is morbid. Would you know? Would you not think? Would you not think I'd go to Benu? Anna, maybe I'm one of those people who's like the 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 super cunts, the uh, you know the super immune, super pensioners. You know, you get it, but you're like the fucking you're the outbreak monkey. You're like not today, cunt, and you just fucking pass it on. You know, it's like passy parcel. It's like the COVID vaccines like passy parcel. Pass the parcel, passy parcel, passy parcel. <laughs> what is the name of that game? Pass the parcel. Busy parcel. I mean, if you're a French, you know, I spent a lot of my time in the uh, Parisian uh, outskirts of uh, of Paris. You know, where many uh, a young uh, child's party for uh, Pepe uh, Le Pew from the the Le Pew dynasty. You know, and they say it's good you wouldn't be busy parcel. And I say, oh, pass the parcel, my man. Yes, in French, busy parcel. <laughs> We're five days into this new year and I'm fucking losing already. Passé par su. You want, you want, you want play passé par su? Well, it's passé par su. It's uh, the parcel and you a pass. Oh, pass the parcel. Passé par su. COVID-19 is like pass the parcel. You know? We're all, we're all fuck. We're handing it round, man. We're handing it round. You know? We are the world. Passing the virus. And every now and again, the music stops and somebody dies. As is life. 75,000 deaths now in the UK. We've passed that. Can I Can I just say, uh, I thought it was more. You know, I, did, I, did, I generally thought it was more than 75k. Uh, I mean, well, it's, it's less than Old Trafford. You know? That's less than Old Trafford. Um, look, I don't know what's going to happen. I really don't. If I had the answers, I would tell you. You know, I wouldn't lie to you. I would tell you. But I don't know what's going on. Um, let's, let's, let's look at some news, shall we? Some, some articles from people who we hope are higher educated than us. At least informers. But obviously we know now the uh, the news in this country is very much as a, as a, a to deflect. From the actual reality of life. So, we're probably more informed by fucking no reading the news. I've also, I'm going to talk about some coffee in a minute, because I watched a wee documentary the other night, which angered me. I, I've also realised that, I know we're going off on slight tangents here, but let me just say this. For the sake of the podcast, for the sake of this show, uh, and probably for the sake of my comedy once it gets back up and running, I, I have... I've came to a decision in my life, quite a key moment in my life. I'm 36 years of age now. Uh, I don't know why in my head, but I feel as though if I can get to 40, right? if I can get to 40, that's going to be a big turning point. And I think when I get to 40, I don't know how or I don't know why, but I just feel as if life's going to get a lot easier at that point. I Don't don't ask me, Gable, why? I don't know why. I just, there's a feeling I've got in my bones. You know, it's in my, in my water. I've just I've blasted four series uh, of uh, Peaky Blinders. Maybe there's some gypsy blood in me. Maybe I've got the second sight, like Polly. You know? Although, if you're asking me, she should have been shot. I game we might discuss that later. But I've uh, I've came to the point that the start of this year, when we're all doing the kind of New Year's resolutions, now the focus is going to be on, on health. Alright? We've had, uh, we've had too long. 
of living life as a fat man. Uh, we'll always be a big boy. We'll always be a big unit. We'll always be carrying a bit of timber. But we need to get ourselves uh, more in line with what is considered a, a normal human. You know? It would be nice to be able to bend without farting. That's, this is the thing. You need to take small steps. You know? Uh, people will say things like, I want, to, I want to lose 100 pounds. I want to lose 60 stone. You know, I'm a size 22. I want to be a size 8. It's not going to happen, Sandra. It's not going to happen. You know? But if you take wee steps, take baby steps, and you say to yourself, right, I'm going to get up every day at a reasonable time. I'm not going to lie in because of COVID, because, uh, you know, my, my current lifestyle allows me to do that. I'm going to go up, I'm going to tackle the, tackle the day. Now, tackling the day could be something as easy as, you know, making a coffee, watching Fraser in the morning, or Fraser, or Fraser, however you say it, you know? Channel 4, listen, you can go up and you can watch Joe Wicks and all these other ball bags jumping about with their long hair and their tight shorts. Or you can get up, turn on Channel 4, and you can watch a double header of Frasier first thing in the morning with a coffee. And you can say to yourself, do you know what? What a way to start the day. You feel energised. Almost, dare I say it, you feel educated because you've heard a couple of toffs saying some fancy words for an hour with advert breaks. Baby steps. Baby steps leads to big steps, leads to strides, leads to jogging, leads to running. Before you know it, you know, it's the end of the year and you're a fucking machine. You're felt crack walnuts on your fucking body. I don't know what the bits are called. The bits that go in. The, the fucking, the, 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 the cock scuttle. The cock lanes. The, the, the bobby arrows. You know, the, you get the fucking hanging in it. That bit. Not, not for me. I'm, I'm going more for the. Uh, I'm going for more world's strongest man body physique. That's what I'm going for. Chest and arms, uh, solid gut, granite, a granite gut, uh, with, a, with a good layer of fat on it to protect you for the winter. You know, that's the body type we're going for. Um, but small steps, small steps. So we'll get up, tackle the day, whatever that may mean to you. And uh, you know we'll 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 uh, we'll gauge we'll gauge momentum. So if we can get to the point where we're we're buying normal size clothes and we can bend over without farting, that would be great. And I think that's a good goal for twenty twenty one. But back to what I was talking about before we went off, and this uh, slight cul de sac, I've came to a realization. I've came to a realization that I am, and I'm going to say it here. Going to say it because I think it's good to see these things out loud. You put it into the atmosphere, into the universe. And, uh, you know, uh, God uh, accepts it, processes it through the angels, and then hands it back to you, um, if you believe in that kind of thing. I am, at my core, uh, an angry person. There's no there's no, try, there's no point in me trying to hide that. Things anger me. I get, I get wound up by a lot of stuff. I get angry at things. Uh, I was sitting the other day, and we were watching Come Down With Me. And uh, now listen, I know that, that could be a trigger for many of you. Come down with me. Um, yeah, listen, I think if uh, the way to know if you're going to be part of the revolution is if you can sit and watch an episode of Come Down with Me without having any reactions of anger or disgust towards the four or five bags of human waste that are participating in uh, said show, then there's no hope for you in the future. 
there's no hope for you. If you're watching Come Down With Me and you are moved to the point where you either physically scream something at the television or you become uncomfortable in your chair or even to the point where you turn to your family and say, I can't watch this fucking shit any longer and you walk out, you will probably be a colonel or at least a sergeant when the revolution comes. You're the people we need. So I, I have I am I have accepted I'm just an angry person. I I have tried to do the whole positive thoughts, positive thinking. Bring you know, allow the energy to flow in and just exhale all that negativity and, and bad stuff out. But some of us are just fueled by the darkness. There are some of us who are just fueled by the darkness. And let's be honest, right? When we get back to gigging and we get back to touring, do you want to go and see a comedian that's all happy and light and isn't the world all sugar lumps and rainbows? Who's got Facebook? You know, I joined a Facebook group last week and I was like, oh my God, isn't this a great place for inspirational joy and picking up people? Or do you want somebody who'll go, listen, what the fuck's going on with all about albinos? I think we went the latter, and uh, and that's what I am. There's no point in trying to fight it. So I'm I'm accepting. I'm just I'm just an angry person, and uh, you know I keep my circle small, look after those around me, my loved ones. But uh, I I I consume uh, life, and that's filtered through uh, an angry funnel, and then it, it manifests in this podcast and in the uh, in my comedy. So you know there's no point there's no point trying to fight it any longer. You know? I started doing yoga, right? Fuck me. Jesus, get I've started doing yoga. Now, I'm two days in, right? So we're, we're, at, the, we're at the genesis of this uh, this yoga campaign. I'm already considering Tai Chi. <laughs> I'm already considering moving on to another form of fucking hand jiving. Maybe, maybe that's when you know a, a, a friend of mine, a, a gentleman, a, one of the finest comics this country's ever produced by the name of Raymond Mearns, uh, an incredible comedian. Um, he was going through a, a divorce. I'm sure he won't mind me saying this. Going through a divorce. He was having a bit of a difficult time and he went to the Buddhist centre in, in Glasgow uh, to possibly inquire about becoming a Buddhist in the hope that that might centre his chi because his chi was fucked his chakras were chacked. And uh, at the time, battling alcoholism. Uh, happy to say he has since battled his demons. And uh, the story goes, it was told to me that, uh, by Mr. Mills himself that he went to the Buddhist Centre and after a, a brief uh, but in-depth discussion with uh, a, a Buddha, the uh, the response was uh, to Raymond himself going, maybe Buddhism isn't for you, Raymond. Now, I, I, I imagine the Buddhas uh, are, are famed for their ability to deal with a difficult customer. But <laughs> how, how angry uh, does your aura have to be that even the Buddhists are holding their hands up saying, there's fuck all we can do for you, big man. I would suggest get back on the whiskey. <laughs> I wonder if we'll get back to Tibet. You know, the, the bold Lama, the bold Dalai. Setting with all the fucking last apsos on him in the temple, eh? As I cut our boys with our shirts off, get whipped in the corner, 
not to flinch amongst them. That's a bit weird. Dalai, uh, listen, in all the years of Buddhist teaching, we've never turned back a brother. But today, in the furthest western outpost of Glasgow, a gentleman by the name of Raymond Mearns came in, and sadly, we had to say that Buddhism was not for him. In the name of the wee man! So, because we're big, right, we're big bone, we're a large, we're a large gent, you know, there's a lot of me. I thought, uh, let's give yoga a go, right? Flex, bit of flexibility, bit of movement, you know, get the, get the bones going, get the, get the joints moving. I wake up in the morning and it's like a fuck, it's like a tree getting cut down, man. The, the cracks, the creaks. And now I'd love to be one of these people who jumps out of bed. Imagine jumping out of your bed in the morning. How many of us jump out of bed? I literally have to drag my carcass from the fucking mattress. I throw the I throw the duvet off. Which as soon as you do that and that first blast of cold air comes in, you, I literally want to die. I'm glad I don't have the option just to pull the ripcord then because I would do it every fucking morning. There's there is not a worse sound on this planet than your alarm going off. Right? Now you might say to me, well, if there was a house fire gibble and your family's burning, I'm telling you right now, there's not a worse sound than your alarm going off first thing in the morning. And when you move that cover and that first blast of cold air comes in, quickly followed by the cat trying to get your feet, fuck off! I have to, like, I mean, shift, you know, move. I, I can't just sit up, you know? I don't just sit up and bounce out of bed. Good morning, world! No, that's not my house. And I don't imagine that's your house either. I have to shift, like, move weight like I'm a fucking tanker. Get a good rhythm going. Almost fling a leg. It's some kind of counterbalance to get the top end up in it. And then name a fuck... Then it's a case of grabbing bed frames to do that final lift out. So yes, I don't, I don't, I don't jump out of bed in the morning. I, uh, I, I very slowly, sluggishly make my way to the bathroom, and uh, you know, deposit the first, the first load up of uh, of piss for the day, and uh, and then you go about the day. So I thought, right, yoga in the mornings. You know, we're we're locked down now as well. We're back in the house. There's not many things we can do. Um. Although somebody's, there's two guys, right? Listen, where I'm in Edinburgh, it's uh, it's in Leith, which is historically the shit bit. But Edinburgh hasn't really had any historical shit bits for quite some time because there's a lot of fucking money in this city. So even the bits that are like kind of shit are, are still very vibey and trendy and cool and hipster, you know? So where we are in the kind of complex, the block of flats, if you might call it, we've got, obviously, you know, got a few professional types, whatnots, got the doctors, uh, yes, you know, a, a mix with the the upper echelons of aristocracy here in Edinburgh, um, but as most places uh, in the UK, whenever there is a, a, you know, a nice bit of town, uh, it attracts drug dealers, so we've always got a couple of drug dealers that live here as well, uh, boom time, boom time for the drug dealer, you know? Lockdown will not stop them. Eh? They will They will get your uh, Colombian marching powder to you somehow. What, some of the most innovative people you'll meet, drug dealers. You know? Nothing stops them. Very much get up and go attitude. 
Um, and to to the to the gentleman, uh, the uh, not really the narco school of of uh, of of drug dealing, you know, uh, kind of low key, uh, you know, shifting you know metric tons of powder at a time. They're more the kind of what I would class the kind of Glasgow, the kind of Franco and Sandra uh, in your face. You know the the shitey BM uh, that's been kitted out with the crap alloys and the tinted windies, and a very tight, very a lot of gym shark uh, been worn by these two gents. Uh, very tight. Um, I don't know if they are unaware of their sizing, um, or they just you just refuse to admit, like a like a a, a woman who's put on a couple of pounds post pregnancy refuses to admit that she's now fourteen and tries to squeeze herself into a ten. These two gentlemen very much adopt. Uh, that school of thinking, uh, possibly Jim Sharp don't go to that size to cover that mass, but they've uh, somehow squeezed the frames. And anyway, they have decided uh, because obviously the gym's shut, uh, so they kind of go and punt their gear and jag their ass. That they've uh, now turned the underground car park into some kind of CrossFit training, <laughs> which is which is a joy to watch. Um, ve- hilarious, in fact. They've got they've got a wee uh, Bluetooth speaker blasting, and a uh, bit of grime, you know. Uh, nothing says uh, young drug dealer these days like some grime, uh, especially our two honkies. And uh, they've got the wee dumbbells, and uh, they just kind of go and look at each other, you know, as uh, very much a, a homoerotic, um, you know, circuit class uh, that they can. So that's new happening in the basement, um, which is fun. And so I, I, I've gone down the route of uh, yoga, and uh, like I say, two days in, and already I'm considering Tai Chi. Um, I Day one, difficult start, uh, went for beginner's yoga, yoga for beginners, and uh, listen, I, I, I'm not sure, uh, I'm not sure if the, <laughs> I'm not sure if the woman who was doing the, uh, the online class uh, is aware of what the word beginner means. Um, it was intense, and uh, now this is on YouTube, right? It's free on YouTube. Uh, they've they've had millions of views. I like most of you do these things where I look for stuff on YouTube, and then I just go by whoever has the most views on a particular subject or topic. I just assume they're the best, and uh, the missus did it, and uh, and then I I did it, and uh, you know I, I could I couldn't do it, and it was uh, it was hard. Um, I don't here's I don't think that. I mean, it's never going to happen, right? But thin people, small people, like, you know, slight belt, yoga people, right? We, we scrawny, scrawny people, right? I often think it would be quite interesting if you were to take, like, a fat suit, for example. Like, if I was to take a, 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 a body suit that was the equivalent of my weight and give that to one of these wee yoga people, I, I generally don't think they could get out of a chair, Right now, that that's obviously a, a horrible insight into my large frame, and just the the size I am. But the the patronising tone in which they they talk through these uh, beginners classes is upsetting. No, I, I was also put off. Um, I found I'll talk about the other one just now before we go back to that. I found another one, which is and I quote: "Yoga for bigger bodies," right. Obviously, they kind of put fat people. People may be offended by that or triggered, but listen, you're fat, right? Just accept these things. If you're a big person, 
you're fat. It's not good for you. It's not healthy. But there's this whole thing. Like, you can be fat and be healthy. You, you cannot. It, you cannot. It defies the laws of science. If you're fat, you're no well. Right? I'm a fat person. I'm no well. So we're doing something about it. But the, the, this one, yoga for bigger bodies, uh, it's good because it's yoga for fat people. And it's a lot of standing up stuff in different uh, poses and positions because sitting like a wee teddy bear with your legs crossed, for a fat person, it's difficult. And again, any positions that don't encourage much bending in the waist, if the nipples drop below the waistline, I'm going to fart. So things that are on the mat, up and about, good. And the reason why... I'm thinking about moving to Tai Chi or I'm thinking about maybe definitely sticking with this yoga for bigger bodies is because it doesn't have the patronising tone that the other yoga person has, right? The first yoga class, they're, they're showing you the move. They'll show you the move. Okay, now what we're going to do now? And it's, it's just all this very soft, you know, very... Right, we're all here for some yoga, okay? So listen, I'm sure most of us have suffered some kind of abuse, whether it be physical or mental, at some point in our life. And we've all found ourselves here because we really do not want to stand for the mistreatment of animals any longer in society. So by doing Raising to the Sun and Downward Dog, we can change humanity from the inside. Shut the fuck up. Show me the moves. And fuck off. It's the chat in between it that I couldn't cope with, right? It's the chat in between it. Let me explain. There's one where they're doing a thing with their hands and you're bringing your hands up and then you're moving your shoulders and you're, you're stretching, right? What would have been called stretching years ago is new yoga, right? Because everything's got to be rebranded, it's all got to have a vibey name and it's got to have a way that you can market it because they're always about making money and moving fucking things on, right? When I played rugby, we just... We call it stretching, but now it's called yoga, right? So, do the stretch like bring your hands together and exhale as you push forward and rotate your shoulders and feel really feel that pinch, fine. But then they'll do things like now you're just a, a little field mouse and you're lying in the meadows and you can breathe and exhale to the sound of life as it trickles down upon your vertebrae. And just feel all that negative energy leave your sphere and your chakra and your chi and inhale and breathe in and move the arm to the side of the sun. <laughs> Whereas yoga for fat people or big bodies as it is on YouTube is, right, on the mat, get your fucking massive feet, face it forward. <laughs> Let me check if your ankles are pointing the right way. Oh, that's right. I can't see your ankles because your foot is a swollen mass, you fat sack of shit. Okay, here we go. First thing that you're probably wondering is, how on earth did I get a pair of gym trousers to fit this fat fucking bastard? That question will come up at the end of the episode. Now, raise your hands. If you can get your hands above your head, congratulations, there's a chance you're not type 2 diabetic. For the rest of you fat cunts, this is going to be a struggle. <laughs> oh. New year, new me, man. New year, new me. Eh? Same old attitude. Same levels of anger. But then yoga, man. So I might, I might move one of the old fucking, you know, wax on, wax off. 
because it feels it feels a bit more kind of here away, you know. You may be able to use that in day to day life if you get jumped off a bunch of Neds. You may be able to go to fucking Miyagi style and they be like, "Oh no, that's kind of Tai Chi," and then you're off. With it, they knowing it's just a fucking, it's a glorified uh, yoga technique, you know. But it's how you present yourself to the world. Um. So yes, listen. Let's go back. I don't even know how we start talking this, but fucking thirty minutes in, we start talking this. But lockdown. And uh, let me let me read let me read some of this information for you. So, you will know by now as you're listening that uh, Scotland, um, Scotland is uh, is locked. It's locked in. We're snubbed, you know, snubbed again by the uh, the demon uh, stepmother, <laughs> the sturgeon. Um, so businesses fucked. Although you know the uh, the chancellor today announced a partner. Another four point six billion has been found behind the sofa in number ten uh, and been rolled out. So it's uh, it's a it's an odd one because you hope obviously no more people lose their jobs or, or no more people lose their, their livelihoods. But at the same time, those of us who are scraping by on a fucking tuppence, um, there's no there's not much hope for the future at this point. Because even if we can get back into a pub again, or we can get raving and misbehaving, uh, you know, it's going to be a tough one when we're all working six jobs because your council tax is fucking two and a half grand a month. Oh, God. To be young again. Right, uh, First Minister of Scotland, Nicola Sturgeon, uh, said the Scottish Government will enforce restrictions similar to those of a lockdown from midnight to nacht. Now, that was last night today. Uh, Nicholas Sturgeon currently making a statement to Parliament announced that a legal requirement to stay at home except for essential purposes will come into effect until the end of January. The First Minister said the tightened restrictions are due to the new COVID variant of the virus which now accounts for almost half of the new cases in Scotland. Right, So we, we know we know this new strain's in and uh, more people are getting in, more people are dying. Honestly... I don't actually have a problem with another lockdown. I really don't. I, I would rather we, we went, you know, really extreme on the lockdown uh, and just did that for two or three weeks and then and then try to start easing this. I really do. I, I still, although this is horrible for, you know, hundreds of thousands of more people, millions more people across the UK, there's still a wee bit of me that thinks it isn't enough. You know, there's still a wee bit of me that thinks we've not gone far enough to to end this. Because if if the if the hope is that we do get I mean get back to normal, what the fuck's normal anymore? This is now normal. This is normal. We've lived this for too long now. This is normal. I I don't know I don't know what happens at this point. I uh, <clears throat> like I said, I'm I'm worried again. We're not going far enough. And, I, and I've said this before, we, we talk about fucking COVID every bloody week in this podcast. What else are you going to fucking talk about, man? I've, I've said previously, that, and I still kind of stand by this, you know, cigarette paper science, if we want to call it, for want of a better phrase. If you if you can tell me that the incubation period or the the infection period of the virus is, for example, three weeks, Right? So if you were to contract the virus, it would take three weeks for the virus to affect you, take over your body, and for you to 
pasta and get better. But then I suppose they can't really give a they can't really give a time for that because there's there's some people who are still in, in hospital just now who were infected in the virus back in fucking March and April. So that doesn't make sense what you're saying, Gibble. I don't know. I'm just saying, listen, I just think if we're going to go for another lockdown, it, it gives us a little bit of hope that we might get back out again. We, I was out last night walking the dog for his final walk, for his final walk, and then I fucking shot the back for his last walk of the night. And we went past a, a, a pub... Um, and that, that was the first pub that we had a, me and the missus had a pint in in the summer when things started to ease. And when I walked past it last night, I was looking at the beer garden and I went, how how long ago does it feel since we sat there and had a pint? And she's like, it feels like a long time ago. And I was like, it was only like six months ago. To me, it was the summer. And I says, and, and, and that feels like such a long time. And I can remember then thinking, this is the start of things that are going to get better. You know, I can remember in July thinking, why did they cancel the Fringe? Because it could have went ahead. And then everything's gone to shit again. So it, it's it's almost more damaging to kind of get that that constant little bit of hope and then have everything removed from you over and over again. Because what happens is, I think one or two things, you almost become immune to it. So then when we do get our freedom back, if that's what you want to call it, or the world does go back to some kind of normality, whether that be pubs and restaurants are open, shops are open, you can move freely, you can travel, you can go on holiday, you can go back to work, you can go to gigs, you can see comedy shows. Are there going to be some people who are slightly reserved on that? And it may take even longer for everything to kick back in and the economy to be restored because people are like, what is the point in, what's the point in booking a holiday because they're just going to cancel in six months? What's the point in, you know, booking for, for dinner? organising a night out because the government could just turn around 24 hours it, it probably will get to the point where it might take a year again for people to actually feel confident that they can plan things or do things you know because they're not going to get plummeted back into lockdown again there'll also be it'll also be quite a hard shift to encourage people to spend again I would imagine because the one thing the government will want as soon as all restrictions are lifted, that every fucking penny you have in your bank, you fire it into the high street. That's what they want. But I imagine there'll be a lot more, certainly me, I mean, I've been, I'm the worst person with money in the world. Money's like water, man, just, I can't keep a hold of it. But I know surviving since March. And listen, there's no point in getting all fucking poor me and woes me shit. The reason why I'm struggling so much is because, uh, you know, I live in Edinburgh and my rent is fucking ridiculous. The the bills here are ridiculous, you know? That's the reason why we're struggling. There's no there's no income through gigging. Uh, I'm very lucky that I have some amazing people who support this podcast on Patreon. And if you don't, you fucking shit! So I'm very lucky with that. The, 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 the little bit of income I have, I, I managed to to scrape that together, to at least pay my bills and survive, and there are people who are far worse off, but let's not forget, there are people who have a good bit of money, because they've worked fucking hard to get that money, and now they might be in a position of genuine fear, where they think, well we can't spend it, you know, we can't, we, we have to continue to borrow money away, because, do we, do we, are we naive enough to think that when, when restrictions are lifted, and we, we go back to normality, you know, there's no more tier structure, there's no more 
curfews, there's no more stay at home, that there's a chance a couple months past that we don't go back into some kind of other quarantine. Fuck knows, man. Really, honestly, fuck knows at this point. Um, I just think I, I'm... I, I feel for the people who are also self-employed. I feel for the people who run a business. Uh, I mean, I, I run the business a gibble, but I'm, I, I, I feel for the people who run a business because there's... There's a new business, a, a bottle shop that's opened up around the corner for me. There's a there's a burger place in Edinburgh called Dirty Burger, which I love. Uh, I follow those guys on Instagram. You should follow them, check them out when you, if you're ever in Edinburgh. Um, and they've recently done their place up with a kind of, you know, a kind of New Year attitude of you know let's get the place looking really good and kind of take the business in a different direction and and kind of you know push a kind of New Year launch if you like. And then they've just been hit by this, so it must be it must be fucking hard, man. It must be fucking hard. And then the other side of the coin is just normal people who have got a, you know, a decent job and you're, you're still getting your salary, you know, the, the how is, I mean, that's affecting people's mental health, you know, they're maybe worried that people around them, friends and family, aren't they coping, but, you know, is, is there the, the kind of survivor's guilt almost that they're getting past, but they could find themselves now with their, their children are home, they're, they're concerned about their children's future, are they being educated, what's going to happen? It's a fucking... It's such a horrible, horrible time. It really, really is. And and I, I I don't think that the government I don't think the government understands just how much we're going through. I really don't. Um I, I really don't think the government understands just how how much this has affected people. And I think we're going to be dealing with it for quite some time. I really do. Even even think even talks about the 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 hospitals being overrun again the NHS especially here in Scotland we're sitting listening to the news this morning they talk about potential cases reaching back into tens of thousands and and hospitals in Scotland could be overrun so what the fuck was the pop up hospital they built at the SECC it was like fifty million quid that's never been fucking used like do we do we just forget about these things fucking bastards um. Nicholas Sturgeon said at our briefing, this is most certainly not the New Year's statement I wanted to give and not the one anyone wanted to hear. But it's still happening. Uh, we must do everything we can to slow down the spread of the virus. We must immediately, uh, we, we must act immediately and firmly. It means following the rules and guidance, but above all, it means staying at home. From tomorrow, which is uh, today, which is Tuesday as I'm recording, obviously you're listening to this on a Wednesday, from, uh, from, from Tuesday, only a maximum of two people from two households will be allowed to meet outside. This will not include children under the age of 11. Places of worship will also be closed and non-essential travel into and out of Scotland will not be allowed. Nicola Sturgeon said this is the most concerned she has been about the worsening of the situation uh, since March last year, uh, just before the virus's original peak. Uh, Comparing the situation to a race, uh, Nicholas Sturgeon said the virus is now ahead of the pace of vaccination due to the new variant. There has been 289 deaths in Scotland since the beginning of the Christmas period. Oh, God, 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 God. Who knows what's going to happen, man? Who knows? It's, uh, it's pretty fucking, it's pretty fucking grim. Pretty fucking grim. I suppose you've all just got to stick in, and there's not there's not really much else we can do, but but like I was saying earlier, I do, I do feel as if it's still not enough. 
I really do. I think that because we've because we've gone through a full lockdown before, you know, it, it's not as scary this time. It's certainly not as frightening. When, when the first one, when it was like you were allowed one hour exercise a day, that was that was frightening. It was it was worrying. You know, I'll be honest, it was frightening. I was going out uh, to walk the dog and get my hours exercise, and uh, it felt there was a very strange feeling on the street. It was a very eerie feeling on the street. Whereas now that feeling's completely gone, you know, and it's almost a sense of frustration that we have. Um. So, who knows? Who knows what will happen? But part of me would like to see just a, 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 a full lockdown in the sense of that Nicholas Sturgeon and Boris Johnson just say, right, for example, from the 18th of January, the full country... It's going to lock down for two weeks. You know? For two weeks, the the entire country will lock down. And when we say lockdown, we mean lockdown. There will be no shops open. No businesses open. We're going to completely stop the country for two weeks. You don't leave your house other than to get one hour's exercise a day. You, you cannot move from your area. No, shut super much, shut everything. Shut everything down. Give people enough time to get some supplies in, stock up, but everything shuts. Do it for a week, do it for a fortnight. And see if that has any impact on things. I don't know, it just, it just feels as if everything's all, you know, it does, it feels like everything's kind of half-arsed still, that we're, we're still not ahead of it. That we're still—it still—it feels as if neither government is making decisions. It feels as if the governments are still very much reacting to things. But who knows? Wherever you are, as always, I hope you're safe and I hope you're well. It, it seems as if we've also got another update uh, coming today from Boris Johnson at five p.m. So, as you are listening to this, then there, there could have been even further changes in the current situation, but. Who knows, man? Stay safe, team. Stay safe. Right, let's look at a wee, uh, a wee news story, shall we? Um, when I, when I saw this, uh, you know, obviously it's a, it's not a very it's not a very nice situation to to be in um, at all. But when I when I did see it, I thought, well, you know, how many times, how many times. Of people been warned, and this is uh, an article which I saw in our, our good friends at the Metro. Uh, it's free for a reason. The reason being it's shite, and it's Chinese tech billionaire Jack Ma uh, suspected missing after criticizing the Chinese government. Now, never a nice thing when someone goes missing, but it's a good friends uh, in China, very much uh, like the Russians. Uh, you'll, you'll know that I'm a fan of. I wouldn't say dictatorships, right? Because that's not what they are, you know, on uh, on paper. I'm I'm a, I'm possibly a fan of of old school extreme violence. <laughs> maybe that's a way. To, maybe, that, maybe that's a way to describe it. I uh, I'm a fan of the mafia. You know, I think the way that they run their business, their organization, tip top, top to bottom, watertight. 
And uh, I feel as though uh, our good friends in Mother Russia and uh, the Chinese are, are the same. Listen, I, I, I mean no ill health upon anyone, but I, I there's a part of me, maybe it's the anger, but there's a little part of me that enjoys the fact that China and Russia, they just they keep to their word. You know, you can say what you want about them. They keep to their word. I like it. I, I just feel as if in a, in a world where there's so much kind of grey area and going, I don't know, but is, is that, is it no? And well, maybe, oh, come on now. They they continue to, to create a world that is binary. You know, one and zero. Yes or no? Or maybe, no, mate. It's either I or it's a no. The Chinese government say, if you criticise us, if you say any bad words about us, We'll find you, we'll take you, and we'll kill you. And they do it over and over and over again. And still, people think it will not happen to them. Now, could be wrong here, you know. Something else could have happened. But it sounds as if it's a bit old-fashioned. Get them in the van. Uh, Chinese billionaire Jack Ma, good name. Uh, suspected missing after he's not been seen in public for two months. Oh, he's fuck. He's gone. He's gone. Eh? <laughs> I thought I was going to say two days, two months. We've not seen the bastard in two months. He's off. Unless he's doing a, a fucking. Uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, what's it? What's the guy's name? The career. Oh, and the name of the wee man, Kim Jong. Remember, he disappeared. They thought he was dead. Turns out, uh, it wasn't. The tech mogul who founded e-commerce platform Alibaba uh, spoke about China's pawn shop regulators and state-owned banks in October 2020. What a fucking nutter. During the Shanghai speech, he compared the country's banking regulations to an old people's club while calling for reform. What an absolute psychopath. There are, there are many things in life that I would do to get up at a tech conference and criticise China's banking system in front of them. Get this. That, that's like uh, Die Hard when he walks about that side in the black neighbourhood. What a mentalist. His comments are believed to have angered President Xi Jinping and Communist Party promoting the government to come down hard on Ma's business. Just a couple of weeks later, the initial public offering of the Ant Group, a company backed by Ma, was scheduled uh, with a value of around $35 billion. However, it was suspended, allegedly, at the order of President Xi with regulators citing major issues of concern. The concerns being, he's a mouthy cunt. <laughs> Number of actions uh, have also been taken against Alibaba, including an antitrust investigation in the company, which has wiped approximately $10 million from its net worth. Oh, God! Look, I'm not saying that Governments should be able to control us. I'm not saying that governments should be able to impact on people's day-to-day -day lives in such a way. But isn't there a wee bitty? Isn't there a wee bitty that likes the idea that there is someone like the Chinese and like the Russians who are out there going, don't open your fucking mouth or we'll murder your wains. Because that's exactly what they do. You know? You're going to sell your company for £35 billion. No anymore, you're no cunt. 
we're going to take $10 million uh, off the value of company as well, and then we're going to take you and cut your hands and feet off. <laughs> Listen, I hope the guy's all right. You know, I hope he's just having a holiday. Obviously, he's not after this next bit. Uh, the, uh, what's his name? Ma. The gentleman's name, Ma. Uh, it's not tweeted since October 10th. What What's happened in, in the world where the frequency of your tweets now dictates whether you've been assassinated by the Chinese government. Uh, It recently failed to appear on the final episode of Africa's Business Heroes. What? A talent show that sees uh, the Jack Ma Foundation giving a shared 1.5 million grant to emerging African entrepreneurs. Now that's a show Netflix needs to buy up. The billionaire was replaced by his company co-founder Lucy Peng during the final episode of the show. Uh, Miss Peng said, long live China, I love the government, Ma's a dick, please don't kill me. Obviously I've added that for comedy effect. Uh, his picture was removed from the judge's webpage, prompting huge concerns over his welfare. He's dead. I think I think it's safe to say that he's gone. And, uh, you know, there's no much we can do about it. And I think we all just need to sit back and, uh, you know, listen, after everything that's happened with Wuhan and the virus... You know, they're out there, they're partying, they're living life. And we are still waiting on Sturgeon and Bojangles to do another update. So I think we all just need to accept that we need to start learning the Mandarin uh, uh, and just move move forward into the, the new dawn uh, and, the new, and the new world, you know? <laughs> maybe that's, maybe they do that. <laughs> That's enough of that. It's a great tune, though, isn't it? I mean, to be fair, though, see, I know, listen, I know I keep getting on about it. See, if the food was better, I'd, I'd move to China. I can be a fucking a wicked laugh. They don't fuck about, you know, decent weather. You go snowboarding. You got Disneyland. Um, what else? Uh. Fucking, I could, I could do my, my Tai Chi. I could be a Tai Chi guy in the garden. Bit of green tea. I love green tea. You know, good national anthem. They've been the Russians. They've got a good old fuck. Get the fuck, mate. They've got a good old fashioned. Da da da. We're gonna kill your fucking family. The kind of good old, you know, good old marching anthem. Huh? What's the lyrics? Uh, lyrics, uh, arise, ye who refuse to be slaves. Ye who refuse to be slaves, arise, and be enslaved by us. Uh, with your flesh and blood, let us build a great new wall. You've got a wall. <laughs> you don't need another wall. As China faces the greatest peril, uh, from each one, the urgent call to action come forth. Arise, arise, millions of but one heart. The uh, lyrics maybe need some working on, but they've, uh, you know, good melody. Does the Chinese national anthem sound like the Superman theme tune? Not for me to say, for you to decide. Listen, I hope Jack Ma's alright. I hope he turns up, and I hope he's just been on a bender for a couple of weeks, stroke months, years. Who knows? Right, let's wrap this up. Let's wrap this up. This one has been a rambling mess. Uh, I had a few things to talk about. Uh, Coronation Streets continues in quarantine. Thank God. Uh, off license will remain open. Yes. Football. What else? Minimalism. 
I will talk about it in the next episode. I watched the documentary on that. It's changed my thinking, man. She's my outlook. Does this cup bring me joy? If it's full of coffee. Yes, it does. And of course, the coffee documentary. I'm not even had a chance to speak about that here. Right, we'll pick all that up uh, on the uh, on the Patreon episode in the Sunday service that goes out every Sunday. If you're not part of the Patreon, uh, subscribe. 86 pence a week. It's fuck all. You get an extra episode. You support the show. Access to the comedy albums. Access to the goodies. Patreon.com. P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash Big Scott Gibson. Do it. Sign up. Enjoy it. You deserve it. Stay safe, team. Enjoy lockdown. Do not leave the country. Wash your hands and your arsehole. And if we all play ball, hopefully, I'll see you in a battlefield very soon. Onwards. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.